need the boy. The boy is mine. BoobTube, the podcast where smart women talk about what they're watching and not watching. I'm Sarah Whitus. I'm Amanda Teuscher. And uh, I am here in D.C. again this week, um, hanging out with Amanda, IRL. Yeah, she's hanging out with me. It's really nice of her. This is fun to be here sharing the warmth. I know. I know. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I've been having a good weekend in D.C. Basically, haven't eaten anything that isn't fried or a ball of dough in... Since sometime mid-Saturday. So, you gotta get something green. Yeah. You. No, doesn't seem likely, honestly. Um, but I am still diligently watching my programs. My stories. Um, um, Amanda and I actually just shared a beautiful experience together. I don't know if it was beautiful. <laughs> it was beautiful in concept, but not in execution. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad we, we... So we watched the this, this season, maybe series finale of The X-Files together just now. Um, and I'm really glad I had to experience that travesty with a friend. Yeah, we had to be together. Um, we had to support each other through that horrific... Y'all, it's so Time. bad. We'll get to it. We'll talk about we're gonna, it. It's, we're going we're gonna to get into it. Um, but it's been a couple weeks since we last recorded, so there's been a lot of TV that's been watched by us. Um, so I guess we'll just get right into the, the good stuff we watch, because the X-Files finale is not on that list. What did you watch? Well, I watched one thing that I loved and one thing that I had very mixed feelings about this week. But um, the thing that I loved was I'm, like, being a total evangelist for this documentary uh, series on Netflix called Wild Wild Country. Oh, wait, um, it's, it's it's real? It is real. Oh. It is a docu-series. Um, and it is probably the best documentary series that I think I've watched since uh, the one on HBO about um, What's-His-Face, who... You know, I killed them all. That dude. Um, oh, I forget. What is his name? You know, I forget his name. Robert uh, something. Robert Durst. Robert Durst. Yeah, I think that we this is there. my favorite documentary series that I've watched since since that. Um, it is about the kind of like quote unquote cult of the Rajneeshis. Um, cults are really hot right now. Um, are they? Have you been thinking about joining one? <laughs> I'm considering a few. I've put out my cover letters. And <laughs> I just we'll really, I just really hope for a bid. We'll see who I, we'll see who I hear back from. Fingers crossed. Um, and there's a few podcasts about different cults right now. There's been like uh, that. There was the series about Waco that was on recently. Um, but this is about it's on Netflix about the spiritual guru Bhagwan Sri Rajneesh who um, had a following in the 70s and 80s. And it's pretty interesting. It's He's basically this, this anti-religion, religious leader. He is a guru who, like, values capitalism and sex and, you know, like, humor and fun um, over any kind of religious belief, like, rigid belief system. So he um, so he's kind like of... like a hedonist. He basically is. Yeah, it's so basically it's like... It's not that original. It isn't, but it Bhagwan. was... It was more... I think it was more original 
in this, it, it kind of definitely flowed out of the vibe of the 60s, right? Like, he started to really gain a lot of followers. It is like sort of an 80s backlash to... Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It, it's kind of interesting because most of it sets is set in the early 80s. And once, especially once they move from, he amasses this following in India and um, wants to establish this, like, hedonist paradise, basically. He wants to establish this, like, utopian commune. Um, and can't get, you just can't get the support to do it in India. Like, there's just not the government bureaucracy. So his personal secretary... <laughs> a pesky anti-cult bureaucracy. It's the red tape that's you every time. Well, that's why you come to America. <laughs> where, you know what? the It's a free country, as they say. And he basically just moves the whole, they move the whole operation. He and his, his personal secretary, Ma'anand Sheila... Um, who is the real focus of this documentary, um, moved the whole operation to Oregon. Uh, they buy 65,000 acres of land in Oregon and kind of move the whole operation there. And it really is, it's interesting, it becomes, they, they clash with the ex- an existing city there called Antelope, Oregon. And it does become kind of this culture clash, right, of like, these are all like, there's a ton of, footage of them and it does become this like backlash right to the 70s of like the Reagan 80s you know and it's like these just like old white people and and their backlash to these like young hippies who move in next door and it is insane I mean it is there's so it's fascinating that I've never heard of this I had never heard of this I haven't either um they there is so much footage they were really obsessive about recording themselves. And there is so much footage. I mean, but most of this is a documentary about something that happened 35 years ago. And um, it's mostly, it's mostly like archival footage and it's six episodes. Um, I was riveted by this. It, it like involves again, like a, what is known as like a, then at the time, like a sex cult, it involves. I mean, it sounds like it kind of is a sex cult. It kind of, I mean, it's like, it isn't, it isn't. What, what's so fascinating about this documentary is over the six episodes, you really, it does not take a firm stand either on the side of the town of Antelope, which is like encompassed by this, uh, this, this, you know, the Rajneeshis, um, or, or the Rajneeshis. I mean, the Rajneeshis, I mean, wind up kicking off the largest bioterrorism attack in U.S. history. Um, it involves beavers being put in a blender and put <gasps> into the, poured into the water. Look, don't worry, it's not graphic. You don't see any beavers. No beavers were um, involved in this documentary. But <laughs> poured in into the life. antelopes. <laughs> yeah, except in real life. But they're long dead. Poured into antelopes water supply. There's attempted murder. People go to prison. Um, I was riveted by this. I think it was fascinating it's pr- it's produced by the the Duplass brothers who have done a ton of movies um yeah they recently did a show for HBO that we talked a little bit about that I watched um room uh it was the horror anthology on HBO um oh, right a few months ago but they've done a ton of movies um I don't think they've done nonfiction before. Um, they produced it. They didn't direct it. Um, but I, I hope that their production company does more of this because I just strongly recommend it. I need more people to watch it because I need to talk to people about Sheila, who is the personal secretary of Bhagwan, um, who by the end of the series, um, I've had this conversation with like three other people who've watched the show and you honestly don't know whether she is pure evil or you want to be her. 
at the end of the show, um, mm. she she's interviewed along with a few other former or and sort of current, honestly, Rajneeshis. Some people are like kind of true believers still, even though um, the actual Bhagwan died in in nineteen ninety. Um, anyway, highly recommend this show. Uh, if anyone out there watches it, please please tweet me. <laughs> um, because Someone I please talk to Sarah. I know, because I really want more people to watch it. A friend of mine just tweeted today that she'd started watching it and was like, yeah, in, engaged in like a, a fierce like text messaging, you know, her and her, her other friend who was also watching it just like back and forth for, you know, so I, it's so many feelings, um, but it's so much fun. I loved it. Um, Amanda, what did you, what did you watch this week? Well, I also watched a documentary series about, um, Bad Bakers. <laughs> it's a show we talked about last week mm-hmm. or two Nailed weeks it. ago, Nailed It, where it's about, um, it's just a reality show kind of in the same vein as the Great British Bake Off. Um, and they're normal people and they try to to make complicated things. And you know what? I just found it really boring. I only watched the first episode. Um, I wanted to like it way more. You know how sometimes when you're, if you're watching a TV show while you're stoned and you are kind of you're very aware of everything that's happening. Yes. You, you kind of you, you see how it's being yes. made, yeah. and you 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 feel like you know exactly the intentions of the the, the creators and the directors, <laughs> and you know exactly what's going on behind the scenes. Yeah, you have this like sort of omniscient feeling about. I felt produced. that way, and I was not high. I was definitely sober. <laughs> I was just watching it, and it just seemed very much like they were trying to do a cooking baking show. And they were checking off all these boxes, and then there was just nothing there that was gripping. Mm-hmm. And in the end, so is it? It's not a competition. Well, it kind of was because yeah, it's to see is it like to see who makes the worst thing. No, they they gave them grades, and they were honest, like, "Oh, this tastes really good. It looks bad, mm-hmm. but it tastes really good." So I think it is, you know. But it's not the the fact that how bad they are at these recipes is not actually that funny. Mm-hmm. It's just you know they. There's not any sense of disaster or whatever. And I was trying to think about what would make... Because the concept seems funny. Mm-hmm. I was trying to think about what would make it better. And I was like, well, what if they had people that were... You got to know before they started baking that you knew what they were really good at already? Yeah, You know, you I had Michael like... Phelps on. And you had, you know... Because some somehow you'd be more invested in these characters as, or these people as being other characters. Because otherwise it's just ordinary people make bad cake pops. Right. And it's just boring. Yeah, I feel like you need some sort of... I think what makes the web... The, like, cake fail websites and stuff so funny is, like... There were clearly some... These people were trying to... They were very earnestly trying to make a good thing. And, like, it was for, like, an event... Like I think it's like right, something and there's like something sort of have been ruined. And... Yeah, it's something. Yes, something. Has, yeah, there has to be actual stakes to right, it. Like someone needs to be like, I'm so sad that this cake. This says... is my wedding cake, and right. it says like butts on it. Right. right, right. Like I just feel like it. That is a hard thing to reproduce in a show because it's such a fine line between like making fun of people and like that's easier to do in like the vacuum of the internet right and you have no investment in these uh competitors right as separate people other than just the fact that they're not they're just normal people that aren't very good at baking Mm -hmm. so you you don't really know what why it's them 
who are being chosen. And yeah, and they try to make it funny with the host and the two judges. I forget now their names because it was a little while ago that I watched it. And they have this one um, uh, older woman judge who's very funny and she's clearly just like going full steam trying Mm -hmm. to be the sassy old lady and making fun of it. But it's still just not quite enough. It's the like, the commentary like is just not still not funny enough. Even if you maybe had it like as a hidden camera show or something, but you'd have to like know that people. Are gonna, That's like, what fuck and you know. What I really just think is because it's a net, so it's a Netflix series, and yeah. I think there are many ways this could have been funnier and um, more inventive. And also the thing about like the Great British Bake Off is that you give a shit. It right. tugs you at really your heartstrings somehow. And they could have done that in a way with this series. They could have made you care, but it'd also be funny and silly at the same time. And I just think, honestly, Netflix is just producing and making so many shows yeah. that they're just kind of phoning it in on a lot of them. They're just yeah. checking off the boxes and hoping something gets becomes you know a viral hit. And well, this, this is show has already been renewed for a second season. I know, and that's yeah. just crazy, but I Along really the think that it's just not sad. that... Yeah, well, that's I, that yeah. sounds like it's much better. Yeah. Anyway, um, I don't, I can't fully recommend it. I like the idea, and I still love the name. Um, <laughs> but I will say that nailed it, almost nailed it, but didn't quite nail it. Almost nailed it. Um, something I did watch that I really liked. Um, I'll just talk about it briefly because there's only so many different ways I can talk about murder mysteries <laughs> on this podcast. I don't know. I think we should explore them all. <laughs> well, I try to. Yeah. I make an effort. And it had been a few weeks since I went into the murder mystery well, mm-hmm. and... So I was, I was like, I want to watch people get murdered, preferably in the British Isles. Mm-hmm. So I googled best British murder mysteries on Netflix right now, and I came up with this one called Hinterland. It's Welsh, so there's a lot of lovely Welsh accents in it. I've always um, loved the word Hinterland, and like... Yeah. Does it refer to a specific region, or is it just like... The um, hinterlands. I always think not it's as like far as I the know. The hinterlands are like beyond. I think it's like the boonies. Yeah. Okay. You know, it's just another way of saying because that's the the premise is that this DCI Matthias town. he yeah. gets reassigned to this tiny little town um, near Aberystwyth, a town in Wales yeah. <laughs> along the coast. <laughs> got um, it. Got it. Aberystwyth. I think that's it. It's Aberystwyth. Um, oh, yeah. There's a lot of whys mm-hmm. in, in the Welsh language. Anyway, it's pretty good. It's kind of film noir. The episodes are really long, so I've only seen um, two and a half. But um, people get murdered, and the murderers get caught. Is there I'm a all about lady it. who's tracking them down? Is it like, who's catching the murderers? It's the it's the guy. It's okay. DCI Matthias, mm. um, who's a Welsh actor. And it's, it's, a, it's, all, it's a Welsh show produced for, I think, you know, Wales 4 or something, one mm-hmm. of their channels, one of the three channels that Europe gets. <laughs> yeah, I just assume that they're, I just, like, I assume it's, like, always 40 years behind. Yeah. Um, and they don't have, um, yeah, but it's, yeah, it's 90 good. million channels. Because I'd stopped watching that Icelandic one, mm-hmm. The Lava Field. I kind of just got bored with that, and I just, I just wonder if, you know, nothing will ever be as good as Columbo and... We've reached picky. the peak of the forum for yeah. <laughs> yeah, but this is pretty good. I don't like it as much as Shetland, the one I watched. Like, I want in you the to fall, like but... start a Tumblr where you just like watch one of every available. Do it like dog rates. Thirteen yeah! out of ten. Ooh, good idea. Like dog rates. Oh my god. Murder show rates, but not that. That's bad. Yeah, and do it. In... Oh yeah. An idea has been born. I really think oh. that you should, as a side project to this very podcast. Okay. Yeah. I'll do it. Yeah, do, I'll it. do it. I want like what you else just I have watch to do? one episode of each of them. 
Yeah. There's got to be literally I'll have to find a good rating system. Listeners, if you have suggestions for good rating system that would... If you already have one, you should share it with Amanda, even. Maybe you already have a system for rating. Yeah, yeah, and I can disagree with you. That'll be fun. Yeah, you have to come up with, like, a metric of, like, you know, the, the... charming how charming or not charming whatever the point is of that particular yeah, yeah. investigator whether they're supposed to be extremely charming or just have like or a rubric yeah like you know creepy sounding town name and right <laughs> unpronounceable town name yeah be one of them does yeah. the title involve a pun detective chief inspector with a haunted past that you learn about very gradually oh yeah haunted past is big yeah yeah for sure I think this could be something. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm now I have something to do there. with my life. Um. What else did you watch? Um. The other thing that I watched this week the, uh, was just I caught up on on uh, the assassination of Gianni Versace, which had its finale this week. Um, oh, I'm so behind. I feel terrible about that. Well, I think it, it's interesting. I think. Um, someone asked me on on Twitter the other day, like whether they they hadn't started it, and they're like, you know, is it worth uh, watching, because I was kind of tweeting a little bit about how I, I had been disappointed by the season, and I do think it is worth watching, A, because some people have really loved it. Uh, mm-hmm. It didn't work for me on a, on every level, but it is, it's well done. I mean, again, it's a Ryan Murphy show, um, you know, he has highs and lows, but this is, like, s- squarely in the middle, to me, of, like, Ryan Murphy projects that, that I've watched, but... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I wanted to really love it. I, I thought the first couple of episodes were because well, your great. favorite Ryan Murphy is nine one one. Right, my favorite Ryan Murphy, yep, is nine one one. Um, about the hot air balloon that kills everyone. It's a bounce, it's a bounce, <laughs> it's a bounce house. Damn it. Nine one one. What's your emergency? Our bounce house just took off a hundred feet in the air. One of those big blow up houses for kids' parties. Yes, you have to come now. There are children still inside of it. My stepson is in it. My husband got thrown out. Oh my god, I don't know if he's dead. Where is the bouncy house now, ma'am? It crashed into the hill. It's hanging like from the <laughs> That's obviously top Ryan Murphy, and everything is just like downhill from there. Um, yeah, I mean, this show was. It's hard to watch, not because it's gory, although there's a couple of very gory scenes. It's just hard to watch and that it it's just depressing it's i mean i don't mind depressing but uh, like i don't mind depressing honestly i (laughs) tell me your sad story (laughs) yeah like i like you know i i'm here for a a dramatized tragedy (laughs) but like the bigger problem with me is that it got kind of boring towards the end i think the first few episodes are really fantastic and then it just starts to lose steam to me. I mean, I think no one was r- really expecting this to take off the Is it way because, that OJ did. Because the OJ one also, there's so much fallout that everyone, you know, that that was such a huge moment. Oh, yeah. Very, it's a cultural you know, and, touch point for so yeah, many people. And, um, yeah, and, you know, because it happened that the, he was, uh, the chase was on my eighth birthday, and I totally. remember it very clearly. Oh, um, absolutely. That's yeah. a big part of it. I think that was a moment that was was like very culturally resonant people remember it but also that continues to have you know repercussions absolutely it continues to have a lot of relevance you know you talk about it in journalism school i know you know we talk about like, you know the time yeah. cover with oj's photo on the front where they darkened it and you know there, there's like there's just so much relevance like you said um and i i wonder if that 
there, you know, that was what made it really engaging too. But then with Johnny Versace, it's kind of, it would rely more on plot and characters. Yeah. And it's just not a, you know, I mean, with, (coughs) with OJ also, you just have, right, these continued issues of like race and police violence and sexism and you know you you a lot of kind of like very universal themes this is not a lot of very universal themes this is a show that is about primarily a a crime that not a lot of people know about i didn't know anything about it. i don't know much about it and i'm kind of a crime junkie like with with true crime at least and Mm -hmm. like i didn't know anything about it um but that's you know that's fine but i think largely it's also a story that is you know um, about, as like, Richard Lawson wrote a great piece, his review of the show in Vanity Fair, and he was kind of saying it's about the pitfalls of the gay experience in the 1990s, um, and more diffusively surveying a community bonded by loneliness and secrecy and no small amount of buried shame, which I thought was a really beautiful way to put it. I think that it's a topic that's more inaccessible and in that I think maybe if I was a gay man, I may have honestly gotten more out of this I may have Mm -hmm. found it more resonant I'm sure and I read a few reviews including Richard Lawson's by gay men who who did find more more resonance in and Richard Lawson had mixed feelings about it but um you know they're they're really it is an interesting topic Andrew Cunanan was a enigma psychopath that you also can't really access um you know, as a character, it's just, he's, he's just larger than life. He's this compulsive liar. He's like capital T tap capital M like too much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and, and he's just not relatable and that's okay. But you walk away just not having learned, I think a whole lot about, about what motivated him and that gets frustrating and I mean like they can't just make they don't we don't know because he killed himself um after he murdered Gianni Versace um so there's a lot we can't know there but my other kind of issue is that Versace himself becomes this like um just kind of the story really fades out uh we kind of start out trying to weave a lot of Versace's story into Andrew Cunanan's story and then that thread kind of falls away and then they try to kind of work it back in at the very end where we but the Versace scenes while they're good on their own they just don't ever really I think mesh very well with the overall like kind of push of the show and the the narrative flow but I mean Darren Chris and Judith Light who is just okay. Wait, Judith Light Judith Light is in the show and she's br- it is uh, yeah, I got to say Broad City where the Alana the dog, dog that looks like Judith Light. Like, she calls it Judith Light, and then you're as a viewer, viewer you're like, oh my god, she that dog is, looks like Judith Light. And, Judith and I don't Light mean that in a bad a way. Career. Judith Light is great. Oh no, she's, <laughs> she's beautiful. I mean, and honestly, she's but, gorgeous, yeah. and I need to know what her skincare regimen is because she looks incredible. She's on this. She's on Transparent. She's having like a real career like moment, and I could not be more thrilled for her. She's a shoe in for an Emmy, I think, for this. She's the series is almost worth watching for her alone, and she's only in two episodes. Um, but she's fantastic. So, you know, anyway, in the end, for me, a lot of mixed feelings about the assassination of Johnny Versace. The show has already been renewed for two more seasons. The next one is apparently about a hospital in um that is overwhelmed with patients during Hurricane Katrina which will be 
I'm very curious to see Ryan well, Murphy's take on Hurricane Katrina. I don't know if the crime is like George Bush. I don't know. I honestly don't know if the crime is like FEMA or if it's like individual. Do- I, I was also surprised to learn this. I, I So I don't huh. know much more about other than like the title is like American Crime Story, like Hurricane Katrina or something like that. And then apparently there's a fourth one that's also already been greenlit about the Lewinsky um, Clinton affair. Whoa. So that seems more like an episode of a season of Feud to me, but... Yeah, but there's a clear... Um, and there's a, clear, a lot of clear crimes, definitely. Yeah. Um, mm, yeah. But I would, I'm would i like here for Ma- Ryan Murphy on, on uh, Clinton Lewinsky, but... This Monica. I, I'm very... I'm curious about that one. It's been two... It was two years between seasons, so we're looking at probably all, all, quite the wait yeah. on that, but... Um, but we have, we're going to have Feud coming back. Yay! Uh, our, Amanda's and my other favorite, uh, Ryan Murphy show coming back, I think in the next I'm so excited about that one. The only time I'll watch anything about the royal family. Right? Yes. It's when, it's, when the it's new season is about <laughs> Diana and, and Charles. Um, only time I will give a, give a flying, <sighs> so you know good. what. So we'll get into our main meat here, our rancid... Gray, just green alien, green <laughs> me. There are no aliens in the finale. There were no aliens in the fucking series season finale of the X Files. The X Files. I just can't. I can't. Literally, no one said the word alien. No one said extraterrestrial, which is really their. No, favorite. they didn't even mention the alien blood. I don't think. No. No, they mentioned like yeah, black they... oil. No, it didn't make. No, a lot of. It was basically the opposite of a greatest hits. Is what this. Finale right, because then the you th- remember was. The, what was the season nine two part finale, where it was like this yeah. whole culmination where Chris Carter tried to explain everything he'd been doing, and this one didn't even do that. It just felt like a normal mid season, and yet there episode. was still so much monologuing. There's so much exposition. There's so much of a lot of things that weren't telling a coherent story, <laughs> oh. and they include running. There's uh, so much running. Running in the dark. It's all it's characters. one long chase. We can't even set this up, honestly, because it doesn't matter. I don't even know how to I don't even know how we would set set up the series finale of the X Files. It honestly doesn't I mean, matter. I guess so the it do, well it doesn't because it also doesn't make sense. It doesn't so, right, make we sense. We could explain you, it, but we're not explaining anything. Someone we're, who's can, never seen the show could sit down next to us and it, watch and this episode and maybe understand marginally less. Yeah. than we do. We might know the characters. Do you know who Mulder and Scully are? Okay. <laughs> okay. Let's watch it. Yeah, buckle yeah. up. Um, no, I mean, the premise is just that the virus is about to be unleashed. <laughs> A virus is about to be unleashed. Which also brings up one of our favorite lines from the episode. A virus is going to be unleashed. People's immune systems will be decimated. Did, did you say unleashed? <laughs> did you say unleashed? Did you say unleashed? <laughs> but did you say unleashed? Oh, but yes. Man. Anyway, so the they the the virus is about to be unleashed, and it is a virus it is about to be unleashed. And they, I guess, something we learned in the first episode of this series was that William, the son of Mulder and Scully, um, has special blood that can save everybody. That, that can, can make be, a virus. That can make like some kind of, um, yeah, some kind of. Uh, Anti, uh, anti, yeah, shot. Uh, what do we? Vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> like, anti-disease shot. I was like, a viral shot. Um, 
Vaccine is the word. <laughs> the vaccine is the word we're looking for. <laughs> um, yes, and but we also learn in the first episode that the cigarette smoking man, the you know the the big bad throughout the entire series, is actually William's father. Um, because he had this is it was some really offensive retconning that he had raped Scully and she had carried his or he had inseminated her. Either way, he violated her. Medical rape situation. Yeah, we're talking about because when they showed the clip, it was like she, you know, it was her waking up and being in a bathrobe or something. But anyway, it's horrible. And so the whole episode is them trying to find their son before the cigarette smoking man does. And why does the cigarette smoking man want to kill him so bad? So that well, I don't he think he can, wants to kill him. He wants him so that he can have. So then he can unleash the virus and and maybe and start mm-hmm. over with a new start over the new planet. Universe. But he also wanted. But but then why? But then is he not going to unleash the virus now that? Well, we don't, we're also, like, not even 100% sure that the virus is a real thing because it was mostly just, like, projections by Scully. But he said it was. It's, yeah, yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't (laughs) make sense. It's so sad because if you really have Do you think it even makes sense to Chris Carter, the creator? Do you think it even makes sense to him? Yeah, he wrote this episode. He's famous for writing... A lot of the late year worst episodes of the last few years. Um, I honestly wonder. I would love for him to do something like... Can you explain it? Because what happened with Twin Peaks <laughs> is it didn't really make any sense, but it was like... But that's deliberate. Beautiful. It's David Lynch. And, and but the writer of the show, um, Mark Frost, uh, also put out like a few books. They were like, look, we know it was confusing. Here's the deal. And like explained yeah, yeah, the deal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was like very helpful. And I'm like, Chris Carter, if you have got this all up in your stupid brain, <laughs> like you could just like explain it to the rest of us. I was saying to Sarah earlier, like I just don't. I can't imagine having the male ego where he his stuff has been just universally panned by X-Files fans, right? All the episodes he's done, people hate it. And to just have constant bad feedback from your work and then just be like, you know what? No, guys, don't worry. I've got this. Do not even just let the, the writers who get the better feedback, the better reviews handle something or at least work with you on something yeah. say i want to do this co-write it with, with them let them help you out there buddy i can't imagine having that ego to just be like no yeah and we're what? trying to figure out is this trust like a, me no one says no to the boss kind of situation <gasps> like because david Duchovny we were saying like must wield some power on this show can he clearly what's interesting is that clearly jillian anderson doesn't right because she tweeted after the episode uh she tweeted or she tweeted uh yeah after the episode um like a famous gif of scully just like put you know head like hand to forehead like slapping her forehead just like rubbing her temples frustrated look um and with the caption oh boy oh boy do i ever hear you so she's so clearly unhappy with she's how unhappy her- as she should be because she doesn't get to do Anything her character was in so mistreated episode. in this episode. Really, well, she doesn't season. get to do anything. Yes, whole the whole season. you're right. But she doesn't get to do anything in this episode. For some reason, she just sends Mulder off to find William. 
And she just hangs back and just keeps calling Keeps him. calling people on the phone. Yeah. And then, like, gets to run around for three minutes at the end of the episode. And I then mean, you don't really even awful. get to see her reaction when Skinner tells her that the cigarette-smoking man had medically raped her. You don't yeah. see her reaction. I mean, you just, she just, what's you see her you having getting over to, it. Or you start to, they kind of like, Skinner's voice kind of fades. It kind of, they're in, like, indicating and then they come that she's back kind of losing it. And her. then that's it. Like, this is like a big moment for this character, right? And then they just, Yeah, they like, come back, well, and cut. he's still talking. Right. He's saying, like, I'm sorry, I didn't want to have to tell you. She doesn't ever say anything. Meanwhile, a third of the episode is like a Jaguar commercial. Uh, Ford Mustang. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not okay, Ford so like Mustang I have a commercial. problem with yeah, but I mean, I'm, my family <laughs> was a Ford family, Ford so I will boob defend that. Um, yeah. by domestic, but yeah. um, yes, it's basically just a long for. They have like the engine revving, and then they'll show the speedometer and of Mulder just going from eighty to one hundred in a <laughs> second. It's like wow, look at that pickup. Like it's just absurdly. It is, it is transparent. So I mean, there are like at least four or five shots in the episode that are... I mean, there's one where he pulls into a gas station and it's just literally the exact move that they do in every car commercial <laughs> so where the car bad. just kind of screeches in and it's, like, at, like, a, a kind of, like, medium shot, like, where the car is kind of just, like, yeah, diagonal. everyone behind is going, oh! <laughs> yeah, it's like... I mean, that is literally probably six minutes of this episode and meanwhile, we don't get to see the most emotionally relevant, like, important moment for Scully, like, in probably the last several years. It's so, it's so offensive. It's really, I would be so angry. No wonder Jillian, at the beginning of the season, was already like, I'm not doing this anymore. Right, and now right, we see yeah, why. yeah, she's like, no effing way. She was like, I'm not doing this anymore. Even in, like, the season's best episode, you know, Lost Art of Forehead Sweat, she barely gets to do anything. Right. Um, Mulder gets all the really funny lines. And that's just always been the case At with the this end, show. maybe Scully's pregnant. That's why I like that robot episode, the AI one, so much, is that she's so centered in that episode. She does do and a lot. And it's written by two women. And, I mean, that brings us... I really like the penultimate episode, um, which was called Nothing Lasts Forever. It was about a, a That's cult. a pretty good, just, like, standard X-Files episode. It is. It's a good standard X-Files episode. And it gives Scully... Scully had some really good scenes. It's kind of um, about this aging television star who eats organs to stay young. It's a good classic. Kind of like a vampire thing. Kind of a vampire thing. It's a kind of a mashup of a few different episodes that they've done before, but like, I'm okay with that. And um, to me, it was probably my favorite episode aside from the Darren Morgan written. It's crazy though. Lost Art of Forehead Sweat, which is a very low I'm still bar. So upset with you that you don't like the AI one as much as I, I do. I don't like it that much. Yeah, Ugh. I like, but I like this one because it is like also, that a lot one of from Mulder the beginning of the season together. is really good. Yeah, that one was good. That one was good. There, this season wasn't. This season all was fine. Bad. If like if I you could have it was another better season, than the last. Season. It's just a shame it's bookended by trash. By truly the worst things that they've ever produced, and I mean that's why I really like that the the organizing cult leader one because I told you I told you cults were hot right now. Um, and but you ain't kidding. Honestly, the way they weave Scully into that episode is with some stuff about like God and Christianity that I really didn't understand. Um, but I'm here for like any episode that gets into Scully's like true Catholic believer. Um, and Scully sitting in a church, like, like thinking about, um, like just all of the tragedy that has befallen her. 
But, I mean, at the end of the episode, there's a lot of Mulder and Scully together. There's a lot of good banter. I was like, I'm really feeling, like, classic X-Files here. And then the end is, like, a really, really beautiful good. scene. It's, I think it's honestly the best scene that we they've should. had in, like, the last three seasons. The, la- the best, like, pure, like, Mulder-Scully scene. We should play a clip of it here. Yeah, we'll play a clip of it because it's really beautiful it's like kind of them being this asking the question that we've been asking all season which is like scully's like are we together because we've seen these like various scenes of them like living together and not living together and they're like hooking up and they're like not i don't know and so scully's like what's our deal and we're all like yeah what is what what is your deal and reason and faith and harmony isn't that why we're so good together are we together You know, I believed I could protect our son. And I failed. I believed that we could live together. And I fled. I gave up on that, too. If only you'd fled earlier. You know how many times I've envisioned that scenario where you left that basement office before I even needed glasses? You'd have your health dog, your sister, you'd be Kirsch's boss at the FBI and be married to some brain surgeon and have a bunch of kids that you wouldn't have to give up. Alder, I don't regret you any of those things. It's not what I was talking about. What are you talking about, Scully? Because I don't know if any god is listening, but I am standing right here. I'm listening, right beside you, all ears. That's my choice. And then they, like, agree to be together. And and it's pretty, I could have taken a kiss, honestly. But, <laughs> I mean, it, it, I really loved it. And then just, to, like, I was kind of, like, leaving that episode on a real high, honestly. And then just immediately <laughs> watched this one right after it. And, ugh, what a... What a crushing... And I mean, you know, we're talking about this a lot, and I'm like, I get really worked up about it, I feel like. But I'm like, this is really... This show meant so much to me, and I just wish they had never revived so it in the first place. so much to so many people, and it's just... It's a it's a shame that it wasn't the, the creation of these episodes. A lot of them don't seem to have been given much, like, care. Yeah. Yeah, like, they just I mean, seem so sort of we dashed should, off. We play... I'm going to play some of these lines from the season finale. We so recorded them. We were watching. They're well, so bad. Hold I'm, on. I am going to someday take the time to do a super cut of every time the internet is mentioned in a Chris Carter written episode because Chris <laughs> Carter fundamentally doesn't understand. <laughs> doesn't understand how to either, like, both doesn't understand really what the internet does, nor does he understand how people talk about it in normal human conversation <laughs> um yeah for here, here's an example this is uh this this one i think is going to be kirsch talking to skinner have you seen the internet <laughs> seen this- <laughs> have, you seen have you seen the internet the internet also there's like four different episodes where scully refers to the internet as the web or the net or the net i downloaded my, this off the net my 93 year old grandfather doesn't say the web like, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Here's, here's another good one. He's made outrageous public statements on an internet site. 
internet site. <laughs> an internet site. He's an made outrageous public site. <laughs> I mean, I've talked about this before, but one of my favorite all-time awful, awful moments like this is when Scully um, Googles stem cell research <laughs> even though she's a medical doctor she googles stem cell research and then just it, and then just writes down on an empty notepad stem cell research <laughs> and then underlines it that reminds me there's an episode of gossip girl that i've heard about i might get this wrong because i've never actually seen the show and but there's um our friends talk about it um it's an episode where Jenny Bing's cancer. Is that how they refer to it? Oh, maybe. And also, what I'm thinking of with Scully might be Bing, but, yeah, but she like, but she she cancer. finds out her stepmom has cancer, so she just goes to Bing.com and types in cancer <laughs> to like find out about Curious. I love it because it's like it's like cancer brought to you by Microsoft. <laughs> Jenny Bing's cancer. Um, yes. Anyway, this ep- I don't I don't even know what to do with the show because if know. this is supposed to be the very last episode, back. it's just so you you should just pretend it doesn't exist. It has this cliffhanger ending. You don't know if Skinner is still alive. You don't know if the cigarette smoking man is going to come back. We learn that um, William Nate Skinner. Jackson Vendekamp, which is the worst name ever, is actually still <laughs> alive. You don't know if the un- the virus is going to be unleashed. You don't know what and oh, unleashed. you find out that Scully is pregnant again. We haven't even mentioned that. I know. Well, yeah. Yeah, so so then, uh, yeah, then Scully's pregnant, and maybe the whole world is gonna suddenly be she doesn't care that that, that Jackson Vandekamp William is dead, even though she just literally four seconds ago was running through the sugar factory, terrified for him. But now suddenly she's like, "Well, he wasn't my son." And then Mulder's like, "Well, what if I? What am I if I'm not a father?" And so, well, you didn't care before. And Honestly, then they find this out episode that she should actually... be an episode of Mystery Science Theater 3000. Like, I would... You know what it should be? Is hey. <laughs> an example, if you take, like, a writing for screen class in college, <laughs> and they say, find all the things wrong with this episode. It's That's so what this bad. should be. It's so bad. And it's not even... It sucks we're not even talking about, like, an episode of One Tree Hill or something, where it's, like, there's just, like, a, like, medium uh, I'm level I'm pretty sure One Tree Hill is probably better directed <laughs> more, and written. The average coherent. episode of that was better than this but one. But we're... Anyway, go back. Um, all of the X-Files is on Hulu. Go back to some of the classics. Watch... Watch The Lost Art of Forehead Stress. If you watch any the, episode of the, the last one four seasons, alien, yeah, that should be it. Artificial intelligence. But, yeah. God... God bless this show. Let it never, ever return to our television screens. Oh, I mean, I can't. Just don't do that to us again. You know Chris Carter. We'll have to watch it. You know Chris Carter would, like, recast Scully if Jillian Anderson is, like... Yeah. I don't know. He'd be like, it's cool. We can just, like, get Lauren Ambrose back in here. Oh, God. Um, um, okay, well, we should probably stop. We'll wrap it up. Yeah. Um, but what we're watching um, this week. So, one thing that's going to happen is The Americans. The Americans is coming back. Definitely going to talk about The Americans and coming. I'm very excited about the last. It's the last season. I'm taking bets on whether Stan dies. If anyone wants to, I'm gonna die. I haven't even seen the last season. That's why I have some work to do this week. Oh God, um, yeah, you do. Well, because you kept telling me how boring it was, and then you would you would be watching it, and I would hide upstairs while you were watching it. Read some recaps. Honestly, I can give you like the must watch episodes of the season, and then you can just get some recaps. I won't tell tell our listeners that I'm skipping episodes. (laughs) I watched them all. It's a secret. Um. What about you? What are anything else you're excited um, about? So our friend Julia told me about 
this show that I cannot believe I haven't heard about. It's called Travel Man, and it's hosted by Richard Iowade, mm-hmm. um, who's from the IT crowd and Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. And Garth all Marenghi's these... Dark Place is a true classic. Oh, God. <laughs> in the end, she was like a candle in the wind. Unreliable. <laughs> Um, anyway, he's, it's a travel show and he does mini breaks. Um, he just goes on like a, a, a long weekend trip and he gets, uh, people to go Does with go to him. Extraordinary Homes? <laughs> no, I would hate that so much. Though that would be great. But apparently he's just like super awkward and weird. Um, that's, that sounds right up your alley. I'm really excited about this. So I'm going to be watching that, I think. Plus um, catching up on the Americans. Catching up on the Americans. I... I watched the first episode, so you talked about Dark last week, or the last time we talked, which yeah. um, had me kind of looking into German Netflix shows, and I learned that people are freaking out about um, Babylon Berlin, yeah, um, which is set in uh, 1929 Berlin. Um, I watched the first episode. I quite liked it. Okay. Um, it okay. is like, like about a vice squad investigator, um, with a dark secret that we don't know about. Um, he's German. (laughs) He's German. Spoiler alert. I tried watching this dubbed, um, for like 10 minutes with, uh, with our friend Rachel. Um, and she was like, please make it stop. Yeah. I was like, I know I was like, maybe it'll be good. And then she was like, we have to stop. I'm very uncomfortable. (laughs) It's just, it's not, sometimes the dubbing can be really good. Like they'll actually have good voice actors on. It's just, it's just so inauthentic, and it doesn't, yeah, and when it doesn't it match work. their mouths, it's just super unnerving. No. It didn't work. We literally watched it for, like, three minutes, and it was, like, one character speaking. She was like, we have to we have to stop. I don't blame her. So we, we turned right. on the German. It was better. Um, I liked it a lot. I want to keep watching it. Um, apparently, everything I've, every time I Google it, it's like, about that insane Babylon Berlin finale. Oh, jeez, yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, now i, I got to keep going and find out what's so crazy about it. Um, also, all caps for me, Roseanne is back this week, the premiere of the new Roseanne. Um, God, may it be better than the X-Files reboot. Um, Or her. Or, yeah, or Roseanne herself. (laughs) I've talked about this a little bit. I'll talk about it more after, you know, when we actually talk about it after the premiere, but I have a lot of mixed feelings about this, but, um, I, Roseanne is another show that meant a lot to me growing up, so I am very anxiously uh awaiting its its premiere this week so i'll be i'll be talking a little bit about that next week too what are you not going to be watching what am i not watching did we already talk about the good doctor i keep seeing ads is for that, that the one on with hulu now matthew or the Curry? resident and no, we talked about the Re- we talked about the resident that's the one with the okay. with logan from Gilmore. i've Girls, also right? been getting ads for the good doctor and the like good doctor and i'm like i can't he, i think he looks like matt um the good doctor yeah that that's on my um hulu home page too um i don't know i don't is really this know like anything a, is this like a doogie it. hauser thing he looks 12 right he does look very young this is like i, I don't, don't need i don't need it. any more shows can't. about white boy geniuses i agree we're already i'm projecting onto this show that it's um doogie hauser the reboot so yeah nope I don't know. I don't know what it's about. I, a young autistic surgeon who has God. savant syndrome. Barf. Yeah. No. <laughs> I don't need Pass. it. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad they're making, like, shows about, like, with autistic characters. That's a good thing. But this seems like that's not quite what that's I about. I'm just not. I also I just know. can't take any more medical dramas. I'm still watching ER. Yeah, there's still ER. <laughs> um, yeah. 
I will not be watching um, this show that they keep bothering me about on Hulu called Blooming Tower. About, oh, like, Tom, my, so my fiance watched a little bit of this, and he was like, it was fucking terrible. I will not be watching <laughs> yeah. Nope. Yeah. I will not be watching that. And they <laughs> keep advertising to me. I'm like, if seen. you have advertised to me 20 times, and I have not even clicked on that page. In fact, I've actually X'd it out from the <laughs> right. top of my personal, like, login page, then maybe you can advertise something different to me. Right. Like, Not just... interested in your at these advertisements. Anyway, I won't be watching that, so. The Looming Tower also. The Looming a Tower. Bad name. Um, okay, so that's it. We will that's be it, bye. back <laughs> next week and uh, talk about some of these shows. Okay. Yeah, don't watch the X-Files finale. Dude, please don't. Please don't. <laughs> Save yourself. Uh, All right. All right. Good night. Good night. Good night. Have you seen the internet?